Welcome to the Renewing the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Sanchez. Join with me, Carpet Jesus. That's it. It's me. Me and me alone. Welcome. I hope you uh, hop in the comments real quick. Let us know if you're here and if you're watching. And uh, if you're watching this live, hit that like button on Facebook and then hit that share button so that more people can join us live for this conversation tonight. And if you're watching it back, you can do the same thing. If you're on YouTube, hit give us that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and then hit that bell, which gives you notifications when we schedule our streams. When uh, our when we go live, it'll send you a notification. Hey, live in 30 minutes, and then live now. Um, be posting some videos. We're gonna try to go live um, every Tuesday for four weeks straight since we kind of took the beginning of January off. We had some equipment that didn't show up. Then we got hit with COVID. Um, but we're here. We're here now. So uh, if you're here, let me know in the comments. As you see the ticker going on the bottom of the screen, hop in the comments with your thoughts and questions. We also have an, the ability, if you would like to answer, or sorry, ask your questions live, you can come live and join me since it's just me, myself, and I tonight. My dad is um, doing some online coaching, and uh, so he's uh, going through that training for the next couple weeks. So it's me. I got some guests. Uh, I think I think we call them special guests, maybe. I don't know if they're special, but we got some guests planned. And uh, I got my tea. Um, I don't know if you guys got coffee, but I've I've crossed the line, you know, because I had a birthday December 28th. And um, <clears throat> so you can Venmo me cash or um, if you are in Sioux City, you can drop it off at the office uh, or the church Morningside Assembly of God. Um, but my birthday was December 28th and uh, I'm 34. I decided, you know, what I'm saying. Got to move to tea. I feel like it's more for old people. And uh, now that I'm more mature and wise. I'm, I've moved to tea, some mint and peach tea. So <clears throat> let me see who's here. The mom, the faithful podcast watcher every single week. My mother, Crystal, is here. <clears throat> I love you too. Wifeage from upstairs. Shelly's here. I see a bunch of other people here, but not, not many people are willing to comment and to join in. So... What we're going to do tonight is tonight we're talking about this idea of, as you see on the screen, silence and solitude. I um, th- This idea has been kind of kind of wrestling in my spirit um, the end of December into January. And then I used that same, the same concept, the same idea to preach a message a couple Wednesdays ago to the youth group. And then I formatted that same message into today's podcast. Um First of all, I have we have a new mic, got some new equipment. So if there's any technical difficulties or you're having a hard time hearing me, um, I tried to sound test as best I could. But let me know if it sounds if I need to turn some volume up or change it up. It should be way better. I don't know if it is or not, but we'll only find out in in due time. <clears throat> so this idea of silence and solitude um, has been really chewing. I've been chewing on it and been thinking about it in my spirit. That um, we have this idea. That when the new year hits, it's like, you know, just go, 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 go accomplish all the things that 2022 has in store for us. And, you know, 2022 is the year, new year, new me. And uh, that's all awesome. And I love that. And I go after that and I do that. But the, the thing that was running through my head is sometimes I feel overwhelmed in January to try to accomplish all of 
what I want to set out to accomplish in 2022. I feel like I have to accomplish all that in January. And so sometimes what happens is I get, I, I feel overwhelmed. I feel bogged down. I feel like why even try? Cause um, I have to accomplish it now. Or if I make, you know, a new year's resolution and then I mess up, I immediately go, Oh, well the year's over, right? Like I can't start something new in February or March or September. It's like the only time we can start something new is in January. And, uh, so I feel that sometimes, and I don't know if you guys do let me know in the comments, if you, if you've ever felt that way before, like you feel like you have to accomplish the the new year just in January. But so I, I started thinking like, man, I, I feel really overwhelmed sometimes by doing that. And, um, so I started looking into, you know, this idea of slowing down, still trying to accomplish, still conquering 2022, still setting goals and wanting to accomplish big things and praying God to do big, you know, big things and plant dreams in our hearts. But, um, maybe there's a different approach to 2022. And so I came up with this idea and found this, um, silence and solitude, um, series that the youth group is going through. And I brought it onto the podcast tonight that, um, what does it mean to, to pull back, to still accomplish the biggest tasks, uh, the God-sized dreams, the purpose you're placed on this earth for, but do it in a way that is honoring God. And, um, you know, society tells us all the time that, you know, you have to hustle at all costs. And if you're on TikTok, if you ever go down the entrepreneurial hashtag, the deep, dark hole of of that, or you listen to anyone on Instagram or Facebook, you know, there's all these things like, you know, no pain, no gain. And I follow a guy called Sleep is for Suckers. Um, you know, I, I like my sleep. Um, I'm not willing to sacrifice that all the time, but it's kind of like this idea. I heard um, an entrepreneur the other day said, you know, in your early twenties, um, you need to just write off all, all relationships, you know, tell your family, I'm not coming to certain things, tell your friends, I'm not coming to th certain things and work a seven day work week. And like at the end of the day, at, at what cost, you know, I, I don't think that's biblical, to, to chase after dreams and, and things like that. And I think that's what society is telling us. So I found this statistic that said 49% of entrepreneurs or business owners <clears throat> uh, struggle with one or multiple forms of mental health and addictions. 49% of business owners and entrepreneurs struggle with at least one form of mental health and or an addiction. And you see that played out in Hollywood, in Netflix, um, the the super successful go-getter businesswoman or businessman um, usually has a drinking problem, a hidden drug problem. Most of the time, their their family hates them. Their, it ends in a divorce. You know, the kids don't talk to them or like them by any means. And it's like, man, what does that look like and why? Why would you strive for all of that and at the end of the day, not have what's what matters most to you? You know, we're all here on the podcast. We're all about family first. Um, and sometimes to a fault, to be honest, sometimes we put family before maybe even working as hard as we should. But I, I don't ever, I don't think we'll ever regret that. I don't think I'll ever regret putting family before everything else. Um, so uh, so here's a thought I had. So, so what did Jesus do, right? Because you know, I'm a pastor for those of you who don't know, but Jesus just, was placed on this earth for arguably the biggest purpose ever given to a human. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can argue that, that his, his purpose on earth was the most important thing to, to mankind to die for the sins of this world. And he didn't start his ministry 
his public ministry until around 30 years old. And he only did that for three years. He walked everywhere he went. Uh, he rode a donkey a handful of times and multiple times in scripture. I think I got, I found like it, it was around 20 to 30 times, sometimes the same exact accounts, but that means that the Bible is telling you the same thing multiple times. And how many parents know if you tell your kid the same thing multiple times, they better get it. So we better get this concept that Jesus walked away and got away into silence and the solitude. And Jesus did that when he knew that he was going to die sooner than later. And, and he still was placed on this earth to accomplish one of the biggest, uh, purposes and tasks ever given to a human um he still got away into silence uh multiple times he pulled away from the crowd uh he went alone in the morning or he went alone at night and um so if he did that then you know i'm saying what shouldn't we do that so i want to get into this idea of of margin and maybe you've heard of margin and maybe you've heard of uh, downtime or empty space or unplugging, but I want to show you what this looks like. Cause a lot of times when I talk about margin, it, we go to Microsoft word or pages or wherever you write um, a paper. I know some of you are like, dude, I haven't wrote a paper for, for years, but let me show you this. Excuse me. Let me show you this analogy real quick. So excuse the massive screen. I have a triple wide over here on this screen. So let me just show you what I'm talking about. Okay, so this is, um, hopefully y'all can see this. I think you can. So this is uh, a page and this is just, this is, is just filler text. So don't try to read that and be like, wait, what language is that in? I don't know. It's filler text. It's uh, whatever that word is up top. That's what it's called. So anyways, here's the point. This is a piece of paper and this right here, this space right here is called margin. It's called your, it's called your dead space. It's called your, your margins on the piece of paper. This right here, all of these texts and all these words, this is, um, this is your life. Let's imagine, let's imagine your life. Let's justify that. So it's clean. Okay. So this is your life. This is, this is you going to work. This line is you going to work. This line here is kids. This line here is your marriage. This right here is your dating life. This is your extended family. This is that one, um, you know, coworker that drives you crazy. This is your extracurricular activities. This is all your daily life. This is your alone time with Jesus. This is your church time. This is where you volunteer. Do you get what I'm saying? And this white part is your downtime. It's your built-in margin. It's your time where you're not doing anything. You're not answering the calls. You're not doing work. You're not, it's, it's downtime. But watch what this looks like, okay? Hopefully you're, you're still following me. So you go to margins up here, right? And you can, you can pick margins. And I, this idea popped in my head the other day. So you can set wide margins, right? So look at that piece of paper there. Look, look how, look how, how much empty space that is in, in your life. And I, I would dare to say probably none of us have wide margins. If you talk to anyone, every single, Hey, how are you doing? Oh, super busy. Oh, Hey, how are you doing? Oh, super stressed. Oh, how are you doing? Oh, doing oh, running around with my head cut off. Right. No one ever says, oh, dude, I have so much downtime. It's crazy. Or, you know, oh, I'm doing great. My relaxation and my rest is phenomenal. And uh, a while back, we did a podcast on on honoring the Sabbath. And this is a little different. This is this is not necessarily setting one day aside, which I you have to do that. But this is like built in margin in your day. Do, do you wake up and have downtime? Do you before you go to bed? Do you just do you just sit and breathe? 
for 10, 10 minutes in silence. Um, so, okay, so watch this. Here's my point. So you click margin again, and let's go to narrow. Look at that now. So it's, you see how you see how uh, when we, when we're in wide, it's the same exact text, but now it takes up two pages. So it might take a little bit longer, but but it's probably easier to read. It's probably easier to handle. It's probably easier to deal with. Now now let's go to narrow. Now you crammed in all of the same thing you did on two pages, but your margins are super super narrow, and it's almost like you can't you can't sustain this over a long period of time. Now check out this. This is what I, this is what I saw the other day, or I thought in my head. So we open this margin. We go to custom. Hopefully you can see this here. And let's go to point one. All right, narrow according to their default and their measurements was point five. So let's go to point one. Now you can see the text goes all the way to the end of the page. You're maximizing every waking moment of your life at the cost of your your margin your family downtime, your, your spouse downtime, your date nights, your, you're just alone time. And watch what happens when I try to do point one. Look what it says. There's an error. There's a warning. There, there's like a hold on. Don't, you know what I'm saying? That is probably not a good idea to completely remove your downtime, completely remove your margin. That's not, that's not good. It says some margins are outside the printable area of the page. Try moving those margins inside the printable area, AKA bad idea. Bad idea to slide all of your downtime away and to maximize every space on that piece of paper. And, and I think we do that in life. I think what we do is we try to maximize um, every waking minute and second. And I would just, I want to throw out the idea that at the cost of what? At, at the cost of ruining What? Like Microsoft Word said, it's probably not a good idea to go outside the printable area. And I would just say, maybe it's not a good idea to do that in your own life. Any thoughts, any comments, any questions? Um, I have a question here. Let me just ask that. And then I need to take a sip of my my tea because I'm a, I'm a wise, mature man now. Um, so here's a question. Do you have built-in margin do you have built-in downtime a simple yes or no and uh maybe some complications on two or some obstacles on why you don't have downtime okay so do you have do you build do you do you have built-in margin do you have built-in downtime um and if you don't what are the some, some reasons why what are some complications some some struggles some obstacles that cause you to not be able to have downtime so type those out i'm gonna take a drink and we'll be right back All right. Thank you, Mother, my, my Madre. Yes, for sure, downtime. I know my mom for sure starts her day off every morning with a cup of coffee with the best mug pop. Wait, wait. Why, why? Oh, the, <laughs> the best mug possible. Anyways, and her coffee. I feel so sophisticated drinking tea at night. Um, that's downtime. She starts her morning off coffee, Bible, and Jesus. 
Alicia says, not really currently. Newborn baby. Let me just give you a snapshot of what happened right before we got on this podcast. I I had to go to the bathroom. So I was on the toilet doing what men do when they sit on the toilet and take a, a poo-poo. And my two oldest, Stella and Eliza, were in the bathtub in the same bathroom. This might be TMI, but this is our life right now. And they were done and needed to be uh, rinsed off and brought out of the bathtub. And so Alicia couldn't do that because she was holding Milana and I couldn't do that because I was going to the bathroom. And so she handed me Milana while I was sitting on the toilet, taking a poop in the same bathroom that Stella and Eliza were in the bathtub and she was washing them. Now I didn't wipe while I was holding Milana. Obviously, anyways, I was sitting there, hands clean. But and then at the same time, I was trying to watch the Belonging Co. Church service on my phone, which was sitting on the counter, and the Bluetooth speaker was playing the worship session. Bath, doo doo, holding baby, worship Jesus. That's our life right now. Uh, maybe that was TMI. I don't in the morning, but I do in the evening. Hey. At some point in your life, morning, evening, lunch, afternoon, you got to build in margin. You got to have some downtime. We'll look at what Jesus said. Dan Olson, still got to get a mug. Dude, yes, you still got to get a mug. I can, maybe I'll grip you up one tomorrow and bring it on Wednesday or bring it to youth group. The older I get, the wider my margins have become. I realize the importance of margins. I have the luxury of more time as well. I do think that's important as well to understand that there's there's definitely seasons in our life where margins are easy and, and downtime is easier to be had. But I do think, though, that me and Alicia can't use the excuse of three kids now as an ability to not have downtime. So we got to make that happen and figure out how that happened for the well-being of both of us. Um, let me, let me jump back to, um, this point I have here. So what does downtime look like? I just jotted down a couple things that I think downtime looks like. And I, I jotted down, I think some things that I think downtime isn't, I don't think downtime is necessarily watching Netflix. Me and Alicia watch shows together. And so we'll binge or go through a series on Netflix, but I don't think that that is downtime. That's restful that can be energetic or energizing. But at the same time, I don't think that that is necessarily margin built in. That's not what we're talking about today. Uh, scrolling on Instagram is relaxing as sometimes that can be. Social media has a, a direct correlation to depression and comparison traps. So I don't think that's it. Watching TikTok as funny as TikToks can be. I think the same thing happens. Pinterest, uh, murder novels or books, all those things are great. They're all those things that are hobbies that you can do or pastimes, but I don't think they're downtime. I don't think they're truly unplugging and being quiet. Um, I just totally see this yesterday. Maybe it was this morning. I can't remember, but it was, it was, um, I just said, I don't have, I haven't built in margin to, to be creative. So creativity is like a muscle that you have to use and flex. And, and I'm a very creative person in my thoughts and in my feelings and my leadership and my um, key points on parenting. And then when I slide into my videography and photography stuff, I, I have to build that in because it has to, it, it's kind of like you have to warm up. Like when you go to the gym, you warm up and then you get into it. It's like, if only you went to the gym for seven minutes a day and, and you just got the warm up and then you had to leave, that's kind of how it is to being creative. It kind of slowly gets started and you get warmed up. And then once you're firing on all cylinders, when you're creative, it, it, it it's like you're in this flow 
and it just keeps going. And then it's like, it, it, it takes a while to build to that point. And so I was telling Lisa the other day, like, man, I don't have, I don't have enough built in margin when I was writing this to, for my creative side. And what that looks like is really just downtime. I can't be creative while I'm watching Netflix or on TikTok or Instagram. I really have to just be in a quiet place and, and really ponder and think on on leadership principles or parenting principles or whatever that may be. So what does that look like for you? Do you have you know, something that you wish you could really ponder and think about? I, I catch myself all the time. I'm working on things, but I'm not thinking about them. Like sometimes I'm doing editing on videos or uh, I'm, I'm writing a sermon, but I'm not preparing on long-term sermons or creative ideas and videos that I want to do, but I haven't actually am not actually working on currently. Um, I found this quote from a French philosopher. His name is Blaise Pascal. He says, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. I'm going to throw this one in the comments because this is an amazing one. In the 1600s, this man said this. All of humanity's problems stem from a man's inability to sit quiet. Okay. My beer got caught in the mic. Sorry. Uh, to sit quietly in a room alone. That was before cell phones. That was before any. The 1600s, like, whoa. That, they didn't have nothing to do for fun. And, and they still struggled to be alone. You ever just sat quiet? It's kind of awkward, huh? I don't know about you, but I feel like I can hear my breathing better. I feel like I I feel my blood like pulsing through my veins. My my senses kind of get heightened. Um, you know, I feel my heart beating faster and then like is it, then I start thinking, is it beating slower? Is it beating faster? And then that changes the way I feel. And 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 then I feel like I can, my thoughts kind of get louder. Sometimes the rooms seem to kind of squeeze in and the walls, it, it's difficult to just be silent. And I think, you know, we, we all are so busy and, and, and we all struggle with that. And whether, whether you're the person in your family that provides, you know, um, brings in the financial income or the, the the breadwinner of the family, or you stay at home and take care of the, the kids and the household, we I think we all struggle to say no to, to committees and PTO meetings and coaching and staying late and friendships and hangouts. And I think we just need to get a, do a better job of saying no. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, we're not going to go there and, and protect those margins. And in those margins, if you're single then maybe that is a couple friendships that you need to hold tight to or a mentor or, you know, if you got a family, that's, I, I would say that that's your kids and your wife, if you're married or your spouse, that's, that's your alone time with God. That's, that's your moments to, to get away and to allow God to, to use the peace and quiet to what I believe is to, for the Holy spirit to speak to you. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? I think our society's burned out on religion. That's another podcast, but uh, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Come on. You'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms of grace. 
it's different than our rhythms of life of getting up in school and home and kids practice and dinner and picking up dinner and, and going to bed. It's an unforced rhythms of grace. God's got a pattern and a, a, a rhythm of our life that we need to maybe follow. That's different than the world's. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. I'm throwing in that in the comments as well. Love that. And you'll recover your life. I posted. Oh, it's posted uh, two comments on YouTube. Sorry. Uh, let, let's take a look at, at Jesus and what he, what he did. I just pulled three scriptures. There's literally, I think I found like 23 or 20, something like that. 20, 20 to 30. Here's what it says. Matthew 14, 13. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. That man, Jesus got alone. Matthew 14, 23. After sending them home, he went up to the hills by himself, by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. One more, Mark 35, 37. Uh, Mark 1, 35 to 37 says, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. I, I know I, when I told the students this, I, I said, You know, there's a thing called FOMO. F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. And our society in, in the next dis generation struggles with FOMO. And I think the adults do too. I think, I think I do too. I think you do as well. I think when I get a notification on my phone, I go, oh, I got to respond right now. Or I get an email. It's really hard to, to not respond immediately. Or you get a Slack message from your work. Or, or someone's contacting you and you want to contact them back because if you don't, you're going to miss out on a business deal or something. And, and maybe it's not fear of missing out um, with like popular hanging out, but your your fear of missing something. And look what G they said to Jesus. Uh, when they found him, they said, dude, every Jesus, everyone's looking for you. Like, I know you think it's cool to get away and be isolated, but everyone is looking for you. He didn't care. He went off away often to be silent and to be alone. And he doesn't care that other people are looking for him. If you got any comments, any questions, um, I know this is kind of a, a little bit heavier of a teaching, but I think it's been really weighing on my heart personally. And uh, I feel like God was really asking me to, to lead this podcast in that way. And so um, if you got any comments and questions, throw it in, throw it in the, in the, in the chat. And um, let me just see here. Okay. Um, here's why I bring this up. And I think that, um, I think as, let me phrase this at when we're desperate, when we're tired, when we're worn out, I think we make bad decisions. And I think that verse that says, uh, that I just read, um, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? When we're at a place where we're tired, where we're worn out, when we're um, burned out, I think we we do we do dumb things. And my my concern is that there's husbands and there's wives and there's single men and there's single women and there's youth and there's older men and older women and and as a, as across the whole uh, 
panorama of humanity. I think when we're burnt out and we're tired, we make really dumb decisions. And I think our society is pushing for us to be burnt out and to be striving for this thing that's unattainable and unreachable. And we're comparing and, um, you know, Alicia is working from home now. And so, you know, her question is, well, am I, am I, you know, am I doing enough and do I have to get dressed every single day? And, and, you know, so, so then I come home and I'm like, well, I've been working and I've been doing all this stuff. And, you know, how many diapers do I really need to change? Cause I'm also, you know, earning us a paycheck. And it's like this, this circle of like, am I doing enough, but I feel like I can't do enough or do any more, but, I, but I'm struggling to strive to what I see on social media and on Instagram. And man, I, it, it's like this rat race of continuing to do it. And when we're desperate and we're tired, when we're worn out, when we're trying to achieve something, we can't, we make really dumb decisions. And I think that's why we see the divorce rate is going up. I think that's why you see, um, uh, affairs grow, going up. I think that's why you see more pastors have left ministry in 2020, 2020 and 2021 than ever before. They're calling it the great exodus of pastors. Um, we've seen more moral failures in church than we've ever seen as a, as pastors. Um, I just read an article that within the last like six months, there's like 37 major pastors of major congregations that had moral failures. Um, and, and and you have to think why. I think that we've pushed margins completely out and we're burnt out. We're tired. We're worn out. And when you're in that place, you do really dumb things like this. This is an example I thought of. Hold on. Um, have you ever gone to the grocery store? The grocery store. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Have you ever gone to the? <laughs> have you ever gone to the grocery store uh, and been hungry? Anyone? Anyone ever been to the grocery store and you're hungry? You go right before dinner and you are you literally just you throw everything in the cart. You're like, yes, sweet potato chips. I've never had those before, but those sound great. Oh, you know, uh, chocolate hummus. That is going to be so great for dessert. You throw that in. You, you're just tossing in all of these things to the cart that you normally would never buy. And the only reason you're buying them is because you you're desperate and you're hungry. And when you're hungry, things taste better. You ever said that? My mom says that all the time. She when she, she when she eats something and she's really hungry, she's like, "Oh, that was that was so delicious." She never says delicious, but when she does say delicious, it's like it has to be a big thing. And then she follows it up with, "If she was hungry," and I don't know if I was if I was just super hungry or that was really really good. See, because when you're hungry, you eat some things that maybe you won't or it tastes better. And I think when you're tired, when you're worn out, when we don't have margin, I think you do things that you normally wouldn't do thought I had. Um, Esther says, favorite book on margin is sent the link right there. Margin Restoring Emotional Financial Overload. I don't know if that's the title of the book, but that's the link right there. So click that link if you would like to check out that book. I've never heard of it before, but I'm definitely going to click the link and look at it after this. Um, Last couple things, and then we'll get it out. Of, I'll get out of here. We'll be a little shorter one today since I don't have someone else to bounce it off with. It's just basically my ideas and my thoughts that I'm just spewing upon y'all, and hopefully it's um, maybe falling on some soil, or maybe hearing you're hearing this, and maybe you really want to or needed to hear that. But that's always our prayers that the podcast is meets people where they're at, and then um, and then encourages them to take one step in that direction of where whatever the direction is, we're encouraging you to move into Mark. 
Um, 6, 30 through 31 says the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught signs, wonders, and miracles. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Disciples. Now go get alone in a quiet place and rest. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have didn't even have time to eat. Great job. Go get rest. The job is not done, uh, but we can't do any more before we before we rest. We can't do anything else. It's not it's not sprints. We're we're running a marathon here. We're running a marathon of short sprints. Go get some rest. Come back, and we'll continue to do that. I don't think we ever after we've done something amazing, just rest and build in margin. I think the pandemic was a wake-up call for a lot of us. And I think for the world that we were just in this rat race of continuing going and going and going. We were so busy. And after the pandemic, as bad as it has been, I think the silver lining or the what moment in the the pandemic was that um, it showed us a simpler life. It showed us some hobbies that we've never done before. I read a statistic the other day that more people got involved in nature and in gardening than ever before in modern history um, because of the pandemic. Like Home Goods Network or the magazine or whatever, or HGTV and Joanna Gaines. I don't know if I'm saying any of the right stuff, but I, I saw the that just, that just skyrocketed because everyone wanted to now go out and garden and we were trapped and and it was like a pause to the craziness of this world and it's like man that f- if it had moments of feeling good to just slow down can we do that on a more regular basis can we do that on a daily basis so my challenge to you is this and then we'll close it out if you don't if there's no other comments or anything but is that could you could you find 20 minutes a day to unplug Could you could you find 20 minutes a day to unplug? And so for some of us, that's going to be, you know, if you're not your if your alarm goes off at 645, maybe you're you just set your alarm for 625. In that first 20 minutes, you you just you pause. You don't check your phone, you don't scroll on Instagram, you don't even listen to worship music. I would even say you don't even read your Bible, but you just sit. You ever you ever been in a conversation or you know you know someone I know you know someone that I have a couple I'm in my head right now I'm not gonna say it though but when you're like when you go to talk to them all they do is talk the whole entire time you're like hey how's it going and then it's just like them the entire time and you get done with the conversation and you haven't said anything that's what I feel like our prayer life is to God. If I can bring this back home to, to your, your journey with God, I feel like every single time we pray, it's just God, can you, and God, will you, and God, thank you. And, and it's all of, it's, it's just, we're just constantly talking. And have we ever took a moment and just allowed God to speak to us? Have we ever, have we ever had a moment where we just allowed God to, to talk to us. And maybe sometimes that's through an audible voice. Maybe that's just within our spirit. Maybe that's just a feeling we have. Maybe that's, he spoke to your heart, but but that's what I'm trying to do. And the other day I did it in the car. I got to my appointment a little early. And so I just sat in the car for 15 minutes, no music, nothing, just sat, didn't fall asleep. Just, just sat in complete unplugged downtime. So could you do 20 minutes of that? 
And maybe it does start off with, maybe you can't do that. So maybe it does start off with, um, you just sit in your feelings and in your thoughts and maybe you kind of think and ponder. Maybe you have a big decision to move forward with. And so you're kind of praying and, and you're not talking the whole entire time, but you're like, God, I'm spending this time right now to, to sit in your presence. And you maybe pray in the spirit and you pray and you ask God in that moment, not just constantly talking, but you're just waiting in that moment in, in an attitude of prayer. Maybe you, maybe you journal some things for a while and then you ponder them. Or maybe Alicia has gotten to um, coloring. As many of you know, she has an adult couple of adult coloring books. She's got a couple more for Christmas. So maybe it's you, you mindlessly color, um, because that stuff is not, it's not social media and it's not, it's not, um, it's not engaging and you're not watching to, you know, you're, you're, you're zoning out, you're unplugging. Maybe it's to play, you play the guitar, I don't know, an instrument or something that, that, that would be work for me. But I know there's people out there that just can mindlessly without, you know, cognitively really focusing, just play the guitar. Or maybe it's, you just, you sit and you just complete silence. I don't mean, Alicia, that's a, a, a funny thing we say all the time is like when we're driving, we're like, I always used to have the radio and the aux cord and Bluetooth. And now that I have, you know, kids and my kids talk all the time and scream, I drive with no music, just dead silent. And it is so awesome. I know that all the parents in here agree. It's so awesome to be in a car with no noise and driving. Anyone else? Is it just me? I feel like I'm talking to no one because you guys are not in the comments. So if you could get in the comments, at least ask one question or something. You know what I'm saying? Um. Okay. Last thought. That's my challenge. 20 minutes a day, completely unplugging. And um, maybe we slow down before we speed up. And I understand that that brings a whole set of struggles, you know, like when me and Alicia sat down and, and we said, man, we got to start building in some margin. We were like, well, when and how, and who's going to, who's going to do the, you know, who's going to change the diaper. And I, I, I can't, you know, Alicia was like, I can't have 20 minutes where no one says mom, mom, mom. And by the end of the night, 20 minutes to sit there and be quiet. She'd rather just go to bed because that's 20 minutes of not sleeping. So I understand. So do 10, do five, just l- let do what you can. Do what you can to just to just um, unplug. And if that's four minutes, and that's four minutes, and that's thirty minutes, and that's thirty minutes. But do what you can with the season you're in, and don't compare anyone else. You know, Carly said um, that she's in a time now where margins easier. Yeah, so I shouldn't look to Carly, who's you know an empty nester, and and has no kids at home and go, Oh dude, you can spend 45 minutes easily and I can barely get six. There's no less than or greater than, or she shouldn't feel guilty because she can do 45 and I can't. It's like figure out what you can do in the season you're in and unplug in whatever way, shape or form that looks like. And I think, I think that maybe if we did that for the start of this year, I think things would maybe be a little bit different. I think we have a little bit more longevity in our, on our goals and our plans. I think as a person, you'll be a better person. You'll be uh, more, um, you, you have more intentionality with the people around you and the conversation. You'll be more engaging. You won't be burnt out. You know, you ever, you ever went out to dinner or uh, hung out with someone that came in and was just super stressed and super tired. And they're just sitting on the couch and you're talking to them and they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah yeah you're like dude you're not you're not even listening you're not even engaged in me you're not even engaged in the conversation we're having and i think if we slow down a little bit i think all of our relationships will richer 
And um, I think marriages will be richer. I think there's a lot of things that will, will change in our life if we can slow down, um, you know, uh, stop and smell the roses and unplug in the craziness of this world. So, um, so what I got tonight is my challenge to you is to get away in silence and solitude. If the son of man or the son of God, who is fully man and fully um, God who came to earth, Jesus, if he got away in silence and solitude, um, shouldn't we? And if it's repeated in the Bible multiple times and repeated the same, um, the same exact accounts retold in, in multiple ways, we probably should pay attention. And I think if we're less tired and less worn out, we'll, we'll make less stupid choices and stupid decisions in our life and our relationships will be richer for that. Um, couple comments. My mom said Tavian would call Papa. Yes, alone in the car. It's a great time to call my grandpa. Who who it? I have ne I've never, and I say this out of pure love. I have never had a conversation with my grandpa on the phone that is shorter than twenty seven minutes. Um, Missy said Papa would fall asleep. He probably would. Last comment I see on the thing, and then we'll close this out a little shorter than normal. Paul says a true margin is for you and God. That's where you can meditate on his word and allow him to speak to you. I agree. I agree. I don't think we ever, I should say ever. I don't think a lot of us have moments where we just sit in the presence of God and ponder. And if you're not, uh, you don't believe in God and you don't believe in Jesus, that's fine for you. I think it's life changing to put your trust and your faith in Jesus, but at least get away and just be quiet. Just sit in a silence and the silence um, does something for our spirit. Um, okay. I love y'all. Um, Next week, we will be back on Tuesday. I got a guest with me that will join me. Um, I don't know what the topic is yet. I got two guests, and I don't know which one's coming on next week and which one's coming on the week after that. Um, so, But we're going to go four weeks in a row on Tuesday nights to make up for the last time. Um, I want to end with this for all you diehard podcasters of the Renewing the Mind podcast. I have some statistics that I want to read out from last year that are absolutely phenomenal. And then we will post these probably tomorrow. So here's our year in review. We, we um, recorded and posted 23 episodes last year. Thank you all for rocking with us. We had 1,376 minutes of content consumed. 1,300 minutes someone listened to our podcast and me talking. 2,047 total downloads. Cut, are you... Are you guys hearing this? <laughs> 2,047 total downloads. Our best episode was Childhood Emotional Neglect. CEN was our most downloaded podcast. And second was um, What's Awesome About ADHD. So if you haven't seen the podcast on CEN, Childhood Emotional Neglect, it's a great one. A lot of us. Uh, a lot, a lot of people have CEN. A lot more people than you think have CEN. So if you have never seen that, go listen to that one. Also, if you struggle with ADHD, you got someone else in your family that struggles with ADHD. That's a great one. Uh, uh, the second eighty 
2,610 seconds someone listened to our podcast. Our top city of downloaded podcasts was Sioux City. Uh, Sioux City, our hometown, representing for us. Um, I know many of you are not from Sioux City that watch the podcast, but those are just some statistics as we end tonight and um, head into next week. As always, don't forget to renew your perspective, move towards uncertainty, and find what's awesome about that in every situation. And uh, until next time, hop on to the YouTube, go watch a couple of the old uh, the old podcasts, share this, subscribe to the channel, and uh, don't ever forget that there's two times to be great when you feel like it and when you don't. I love y'all. I had to realize what's inside of me for all of the people that lied to me, for all of the people that said I would fall off. Oh, but what a time to be alive. I wrote this for everyone, feel like they counted out. You need to look in the mirror and tell yourself it's time to be who I am now. Greatness.